This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Hi, everyone. Um, I guess let's go ahead and kick it off. I am Cameron Hendricks, one of the co-founders at Magellan AI. Uh, my name is John Goforth. I'm the CRO at Magellan AI. Uh, as you can see from my face, we take data very seriously. I get into fistfights over it. It's a joke. <laughs> I, w I wish it was that good of a story. It's not. But anyway, thanks, thanks for coming, everybody. Look forward to uh, taking you through some of, the, uh, some of the data points that we've picked up along the way this year for the first half of, uh, of 2022. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we publish data quarterly. Uh, we also do an annual review, and, a, and this is our mid-year review. So uh, what we've done is we're trending them, some of the data that we picked up uh, on ad from ad detections and spend, uh, so we'll get into it. But before we do, always like to explain who we are, where the data comes from. Right. So, what, at, at our core, what we're really good at is finding ads in podcasts. It turns out that's kind of a challenge in, in the space. You know, podcast ads can be kind of weird. They can be really long. They can be really short. They can be in the middle of a story or at a very defined break. So we built machine learning technology that listens and finds those, those ads, and then we turn that into useful data. Um, so you, what you can see on the screen, you know, we, we'll go find the ads from Simply Safe and Capital One and everybody, and then there's two sides to our platform. Everyone, there, there's, the, there's folks on the buy side and there's the folks on the sell side. So folks that sell podcast inventory really like using the platform for like leads. Who should I be selling my new true crime show to? Who's buying a lot of true crime? How much money are they spending? Hey, I've got a meeting with State Farm next week. How much did they spend in podcasts? Uh, but then folks on the, on the buy side use it much more for like media planning. It's a media planning platform. Who, uh, uh, you know, I, I think this podcast looks interesting. A lot of the stats align with what I'm looking for. I want to get introduced to whomever is responsible for ad sales. So in other words, we're collecting all these ads and all this metadata to turn it into useful views for those use cases. And then I guess the last piece would be air checks. Uh, both, both sides, uh, since we're already listening to the ads, we have them all. And so it turns out that's pretty helpful for folks uh, who, who, want, who want copies of their ads. That's right, it's not a sales pitch, John. Let's, uh, let's get to the data. I get one slide, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, just getting in a little bit more of the, uh, the detail around how we actually go and get this data. Our software is really good at going into episodes of podcasts and picking up not just host red, but also pre-produced spots uh, that could be produced by like a, an actual uh, you know producer. It could also be a spot that like a, a client provides. So client provided creative, um, we'll pick it up. Uh, but obviously, like one of the very special things about podcasts is the host red ad and how uh, they can run anywhere from I don't know 30 seconds all the way. I think the longest host red ad we picked up was 11 minutes in length. Uh, and the, uh, like the software itself is really good at picking up those more organic stories. So like when a, a, you know, a host talks about how a Casper mattress saved their marriage, right? that's the kind of thing that we, we pick up. Exactly. Uh, also worth pointing out that the data that we're going to review with you today is all uh, U.S. focused. So we also do track data internationally. We have, we're present in five markets, uh, including the U.S., so the U.K., Australia, Canada, and Germany. Um, and as I say, we have plenty of data we can share in those markets, but feels like this audience you know, is much more of a U.S.-centric audience, which is why we focused on that for this presentation. Um, but feel free to reach out. Happy to set up time to take you through what we have in these international markets as well. So with that, uh, hopefully understand where we're getting the data from and happy to answer any questions about methodology and go into more detail if you need to, but uh, let's go ahead and get into it. 
Yeah, and we'll, we'll try to save some, some time at the end if anybody has any questions. Um, the first question that we get from pretty much everybody is, hey, the economy, inflation, things are bad, what's going on? You know, is the market softening? And the short answer is, uh, Podcasts are still up and to the right from a from a revenue perspective. Of course, there are verticals that are that are down. I mean, you know, fintech is probably spending a little bit less right now than they were a year ago. Um, but overall, the because the channel, I, this is a supposition on my part, but because the channel is just is still nascent comparatively speaking to other other digital channels, like you're just seeing more and more entrance into the market. And we certainly saw that if you look at the 2021 average spend and you normalize it to 100 percent. Uh, in Q1, uh, it, we were well above that, about 100, you know, about 10% higher, and then Q2 was even higher than that. So um, while you know there are pockets of softness, it's not a doom and gloom story at all. Yeah, and worth also pointing out, like if you want to get into the weeds a little bit closer to the data on uh, on this kind of uh, information, we also publish uh, the quarterly benchmark report, um, which includes like a breakdown of Q2 spending. And what you'd see in that report is that uh, spending has been up over the average month in Q1. Uh, there was it was higher in May than it was in June, but all of that translates into a Q2 that overall was relatively strong, even though it was a little softer in June. And all of that other data is available on our website. It's free. Uh, so, we talked a little bit about just the trend overall. Let's look into who are the top spenders uh, for 2022 so far. Uh, so, we like to publish, you know, top spenders every month. Um, this is a look back at top spenders over the first six months, and, you know, this is going to be uh, a lot of familiar names on the list. We've got folks like BetterHelp, uh, HelloFresh, ZipRecruiter, names that we've seen, you know, come up on this list before. Uh, overall, these 10 advertisers spent about $136 million uh, in the first uh, six months of this year. Um, thought that was particularly interesting in comparison to how much they spent last year during the same time period, uh, up 41%. Um, notably, uh, some folks rising in the ranks, like Amazon, Athletic Greens, uh, you know, we've seen some of those brands that, again, have been in the space for a long time, just like uh, doubling down and increasing their spend in the space. Um, Folks like ZipRecruiter, still on the list. Just, you know, some of these other folks are, are, are reaching up a little bit higher in terms of the spend ranks these days. Um, and just worth pointing out that seven of these top 10 were also on the top 10 last year. Um, the three that were not were Athletic Greens, Helix Sleep, and Shopify. It, it's also nice, they were there last year as well, but it's, it's nice uh, to start to see the mix a little bit. You know, we're a performance marketing channel, have been for a long time, but starting to see some of these brand awareness players come in and, and spend real dollars in the channel is, is you know, uh, good for everybody. Absolutely. All right, let's get into which industries uh, grew the most, oh, sorry, uh, in 2022. Uh, the fastest growing industry was travel. Uh, so that increased pretty significantly. Travel and live entertainment, want to point out, just because obviously like the last couple of years have been weird if you've been around, and you all have. <laughs> uh, and uh, travel and live entertainment were you know, just very, spending much less um, in the first half of 2021 compared to what they've come out of the gate with in uh, 2022. Um, so pretty impressive uh, activity from travel brands. Uh, similarly, you know, uh, web hosting, pharma, um, some of the brands that were most active active uh, in travel, like we've got like Priceline, you know, Expedia, Verbo, 
um, all spent over a million dollars. Uh, we've also got, you know, I, I should point out that these categories do include folks that have pulled back. So sometimes people pull back a little bit as well. Uh, so like Hotwire, for example, is one of the advertisers that we picked up spending a little bit less in the first half of this year compared to the first half of last year. Um, and on the live entertainment side, talking about folks like especially ticket platforms. So we've seen a lot of act, uh, activity from folks like GameTime and SeatGeek. Um, some of the web hosting providers, you know, we've seen a lot of activity from Wix and Squarespace, um, in fitness, you know, folks like Peloton, Future, Inside Tracker, all increasing their spend pretty significantly in the first half of this year. It, it, to the other thing, I guess it's, it's probably self-evident, but uh, when we talk about how revenue tends to go, is still going up and to the right, um, it, and even though we know that there are certain, certain verticals that are kind of pulling back, it's because of things like travel where they haven't been spending over the last few years because of, of the pandemic and now they're jumping back in. So it's like, you know, the, some folks jump out of the pool, but a lot more jump back in. Exactly. Uh, let's also talk about how has new brand activity changed. So what we do, so we label things at the most granular level we possibly can. So when we see a new brand or product in the podcast space, that's what we calculate or count as a new brand. Um, so when you see this graph on the left, we've got the number of new brands entering the market. Uh, the graph on the right is the average monthly spend by new brands. Um, these three columns, you've got the first half of 2021, the second half of 2021, and then this first half of 2022. Um, Want to point out, like you know the. The, the graph is relatively flat on the left, uh, even a little bit you know, down. But the fact of the matter is you've still got literally you know, 4,000 brands like entering the market you know, for the first time in each of these six-month periods. Um, the, uh, and again, like, this doesn't necessarily mean like new brands or products are individual advertisers that might be entirely new. You could also have Amazon launches a new show, and they bring it to market. Amazon, of course, is no, uh, no slouch. They, they spend in the podcast space, uh, but this, they might show up on this list in the form of like a new product that they're bringing to market and advertising. Um, also thought it was worth pointing out average spend. So uh, the first half of 2021 average spend was closer to like 14K, um, right in the first half of 2022, uh, that, that bar, the dark blue on the right, closer to around 15K. Um, so a little bit increase year over year. Uh, makes sense that half the second half of 2021 was a little bit higher, and that's just because it includes you know Q4, and that tends to be when we see brands you know come out with a pretty significant amount of dollars. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the retail, other gifting items, things of that nature, uh, and 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 two, just note that these numbers are average monthly spend, so it doesn't necessarily mean their entire campaign was $14,000. It means that's what they were spending per month. Maybe the campaign was six weeks long. Maybe it was three months long. Exactly, and in the first month of their of their uh, of their campaign during the period we measured, right. Uh, so we've looked at like the top spenders in the space. We've talked a little bit about which industries are changing the most in terms of dollar amounts. Also, think it's interesting to look at the market from the perspective of just like by the raw numbers of companies that are out there. Um, how many brands in each of these categories, or which industries have like let's say maybe the most acceptance of podcast advertising? Um, we see a lot of activity from folks in the you know business services and software space. That's over 800 different brands. Um, those are folks like you know NetSuite, IBM, you know. Monday Day.com, um, you know, financial services brands, you know, over nearly 800 brands in uh, uh, in that industry active in the podcast advertising market in the first six months of this year. 
We've also got television and film. So I mentioned, you know, these are basically like tune-in shows. These are new products that, you know, Amazon might be bringing. Amazon Prime might be advertising. Uh, these are, uh, you know, shows that like Apple TV is promoting. Um, so 620 brands in that category. And then obviously like, you know, food brands. Um, this includes like food delivery companies. Um, over 600 of those brands active in the first six months of this year. Uh, and you can see the, in yellow, right below the totals there, we have a little increase, and that is the number of new brands in each of these categories that we've seen come in. So pretty substantial um, activity and growth uh, in these particular industries. So if you're a publisher and trying to figure out what content you want to build, business content does well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of content, let's look at some genres. Um, so these are the genres that attract the most number of new advertisers. Again, the last slide we were looking at was just overall the shape of the market, the number of brands in each of those categories. Um, what we're looking at here is on the right, you've got uh, a breakdown of genre and then the number of brands that we picked up for the first time in the first six months of this year in those genres. Um, so sports at the top of that list. So we see a lot of new brands like come to market and test out the sports genre. Um, you know, we also see brands coming in and testing out comedy, society, and culture. Um, but sports and comedy, you know, are probably the, the at the top of this list. Whenever we do this slide, it's uh, pretty consistent that we see those genres at the uh, at the top. Yeah, sports sports tends to be the gateway drug in, in podcasting. Let's look at how many shows did brands advertise in the first half of this year. Uh, so uh, we've got, on, on average, brands advertise about on five shows in the first half of the year. So this is looking at the entire data sets. That includes like all of those thousands of brands that I was talking about earlier. Um, so you know, five may not sound you know, impressive, um, but like the, the breakdown of shows by industry is on the right here. And what you can see is that you know, some industries uh, you know, we've seen really uh, have pretty high uh, mixes of shows that they're trying to get to. So phone, internet, cable, um, that is the category we use to describe folks like you know, T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T. Um, that was the category with the largest number of shows in the first half of this year, uh, with the number reaching around 65. Uh, we've also got betting, insurance, you know, mobile games. So as much as you know, the, if the entire market, you know, if you just look at everything and boil it down to the average, you've got you know, the average brand is running on five shows. Uh, we've got plenty of advertisers that are actually you know, going way above and beyond that. Uh, so over 16% you know, advertise 10 or more sh on 10 or more shows you know, during the quarter or during the half. And you, know, uh, you see on there 53% advertised on a single show. Um, uh, meaning they were just on just on one, and you know there's a lot of a lot of testing that goes on uh, in that way as well. And then you know I think some of that's also starting to be uh, uh, driven a little bit more about the changing landscape of of how people are buying. You know it's not all just the direct host read buy. There's there's a lot, a lot of different methods of people jumping into the space. Let's talk about most common ad lengths and positions. So just wanna, this is based on all of the detections that we pick up. So we sample, as I said, thousands of podcasts. Over time, 40,000 different shows. Uh, and so what we've done here is break out all of the ad detections that we're picking up. So I think what's interesting about these graphs, so on the left we've got breakout by ad length, on the right we've got breakout by ad position. 
Um, I, I would generally think that this would be flat, right? You would not expect as much movement in the categories as I think we do see. So for example, like the 30 second uh, block is probably the most notable. Uh, we've got a lot more you know, ads that we're picking up that are in that 30 second segment um, compared to what we picked up in the first half of 2021. Um, we were drilling down into the data because it was kind of interesting to see that trend. And what it turns out is that we were picking up a lot more produced 30 second spots you know, in the first half of this year um, compared to, you know, either half last year. Um, and we'll see if that trend continues as, you know, things like programmatic and become more prevalent. Yeah, and I think it, it also, the same story can be told by, by ad position where you've seen growth in pre-roll and reduction in mid-roll. Traditionally, this, you know, uh, the podcast world is mid-roll has been kind of the gold standard. And then, you know, pre-rolls you charge a little less for, they tend to be shorter. Um, but, you know, as, we, as, as programmatic and other types of buying are, are, are becoming pretty prevalent, um, you know, so, some hosting platforms make it a lot easier to, to, to you know, backfill with pre-roll. And, uh, and certainly 30s are a lot more common in that, in that scenario. So now let's get into one of my favorite metrics, uh, ad load. Um, all metrics are my favorite. Uh, but uh, so ad load, we've defined that as the percentage of time you know, that's, uh, of an episode that's dedicated to ads out of the total amount of content that you could possibly listen to. Um, so you know, generally speaking, you, know, you can kind of think about this as like, you know, in terms of minutes of ads, you kind of multiply one of these percentages by you know, 60 minutes to figure out like, what this ad load really translates to for the average hour-long episode. Um, so ad load has trended up. Um, and I think that this is since we started tracking the metric you know, at the beginning of 2021, um, you can see that uh, we've got you know, 20, Q1 2021 came out like 5.3-ish percent. Um, in Q4, that number increased all the way to 6.24%. So like the difference there is you know, just shy of a percentage point, so about 0.9%. Um, translating that into time, what that really means is like an additional 50, 60 seconds of ads. Um, that have were added kind of between you know Q1 and Q4, um, so that's you know reflective of uh, increase adding ad units you know to um, these episodes as they're coming out. A couple other points to make here: one is you know there's a big there's a well it's a drop off uh, between Q4 and Q1. Again, it kind of makes sense, right? As there's more demand you know for advertising. Uh, it makes sense that uh, advertisers or publishers rather would pull back on ad units um, if there's not as much you know, demand uh, in the space. Right. Some publishers have you know very standard. We want we run one pre, two mid, and one post, and that doesn't change. So what's driving that 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 uptick in Q4 is just they have better sell through rates, uh, and then other publishers change based on demand, and that's the other driving factor behind you know in Q4. Like well, more retail wants ads, and we want to sell it to them, so they you know add a unit. Yep, exactly. And, and year over year, so we've got you know Q2 22. You can compare that to Q2 21. Um, the difference there uh, is about like 0.4%. Um, that translates to like a 20 to 30 second increase in terms of the uh, amount of time again dedicated to ads during the average hour-long episode. Um, so uh, it feels like you know we're still in a mode of growth, still seeing a lot of increases in you know overall just like ad load out there. Uh, one of the things we always like to highlight is like which genre you know has the most ad load, and, and that right now is true crime, um, and that also had the biggest increase uh, up from uh, 1.76% uh, to get close to about 8%. So that's uh, again blended overall, like right at 5.99%, um, but true crime uh, closer to like eight alone. It is nice to be in a channel where we're talking about, man, it increased all the way to 6%. You know? <laughs> 
Fair point. Yeah, and actually, like, to, I, sh I should always put this con uh, graph in context. Uh, if you think about like radio and TV, like 25, 30 percent of content like that, you know, is ads. Like podcast has a, you know, plenty more ad units we could jam in there, right, guys? <laughs> uh, we, uh, we can only hope. Uh, how did ad loads differ by episode length? So again, this is a metric we love to kind of like slice and dice in different ways. Um, you know, ad units don't well. We saw some ad units that vary a little bit. We've got 15 second, 30 second ad units, 60 seconds. Um, kind of makes sense that episodes that are shorter tend to have a higher ad load, just because uh, you know, in this case, you've got the top of the graph here, under 15 minutes, uh, close to a 16% ad load on average. Yeah, as a function of percentage. We're not saying that the shorter shows have more ads. Exactly. It's just they're shorter, so even if they only run one minute of ads, it's a larger percentage of the total content. Yep, exactly. And so uh, this just gives you some context if you're thinking about like daily shows, you know how much ads uh, or how uh, what, what kind of like comparisons you're getting um, if you're uh, thinking about a daily show that's super short and how much you should dedicate towards ads. You know we're seeing like pretty substantial amounts of those episodes that are ads, um, and then you know obviously like as you go up into the longer episodes, uh, the total percentage just like kind of normalizes a little bit, yeah. um, and uh, you know overall. Um, you know, 12% of episodes under 50 minutes in length were society and culture. 18% of episodes that were more than 60 minutes in length were sports. Just to give you a context of the mix of genres that we're seeing in each of these categories. Um, also very excited about this slide. So ad loads differ by show popularity. This is a new one for us. This is new. Uh, I thought this was super cool because the uh, first, so what we've got here is Q4, Q1, and Q2. Um, Q4, you know, when we broke this out, we saw ad load of shows in the top 500. Uh, that was around 8%. Uh, compared to, you know, the top 3,000, that's closer to like 5.3%. So obviously, like, when you look at, you know, the overall mix, you know, again, keep, in your, keep that number in your mind, 6%. That's like the overall average that we were looking at on the slide a few slides ago. Like, the top 500 shows have, like, the ability to add more ad units simply because they have, like, the demand, um, they have the listener base. Uh, but again, you know, the, if you compare that with um, the you know Q1 numbers, so that's that kind of like middle middle blue, uh, like the ad load on top 500 podcasts went from 8% to closer to like 6.4%. So a pretty big drop off of about 1.6%. Um, the uh, other numbers, like the other, the top 500 to 3,000, the 3,000 plus, those all uh, dropped off as well, but not nearly as much, right? So the bigger networks kind of make sense. You know, the demand was there in Q4. It's Q4. People have money to spend. Uh, Q1 comes around. It's a little bit more normalized. Um, hence the drop off in uh, in activity as it looks at based on ad load. Yeah, the, and the, the medium-sized shows, the niche shows, they, they're just more consistent. They've got, their, they've got their audience, and they've got their advertisers that want to talk to that audience, and it doesn't matter what month it is. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, similarly, like, you know, top 500 shows, a lot of those are going to be using dynamic insertion technology. They're going to be using hosting platforms where you can just go in, add a marker. Uh, you know, the top three, when you get into the 3,000 plus, you're talking about smaller shows that may not be, you know, using those kinds of hosting platforms or may not, you know, have the time to go in and add the extra ad marker. So um, just gives you a sense for, you know, what, you know, what the, the mix of, uh, of podcasts is out there. Yeah, they're still embedding the ads in exactly. some cases. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that is, uh, kind of brings us to the end. Uh, ready for any questions you have. But if you do have any questions uh, or want to see a demo, you can go to Magellan.ai. I'm required to say that. <laughs> um, but also happy to field any questions you have here. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Hello. So question, why are sports and comedy the top categories for uh, ad buys? I don't, uh, like the, the entry point for new, new brands is what we were saying. I, I, and my answer will be anecdotal. I don't have data to tell you why they're making that decision. Um, I think on the sports side, you're talking about a lot of advertisers that have gotten pretty comfortable in terrestrial radio. And it's a pretty easy jump to go from the sports talk station to the sports talk station's podcast. Or even if it's not theirs, it's somebody else's, you know, to go to the, uh, the ringer, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, and uh, I, I, comedy, I, I, it's just, there's a lot of it. There, I mean, comedy is, has always been pretty much like the, you know, the, the biggest genre, in, in, you know, for podcasts. There's a lot of them, and they do well, and they tend to perform for performance marketers. Again, that's just anecdotal on my part, but I, I, th I, I do think it's, it, when brands are considering a new channel, they want they, the first time they jump in, they want to be pretty safe about it. And so if they're already feeling pretty good about sports in general, then you know, why not extend it to podcasts? Also, like you think about new brands, you know, the uh, some there are varying levels of sophistication, right, in terms of like their their media buying and how they approach different markets. So, uh, you know, we hear all the time that brands, uh, maybe that the CEO listens to a show and it's a comedy show and they want to buy that podcast, even though it's like, was it a good decision to buy the podcast? Like maybe, but it's a bit of a coin flip. Um, that's part of why uh, services like Magellan AI exist. <laughs> it's not a sales presentation. Oh, okay. Uh, as far as ad length, is there any research to show the effectiveness of a 30 versus a 60 or other lengths? Uh, there is out there. I think I've seen some of the, the, the you know, research published. Like, we have not currently published any research related to effectiveness of different lengths, though. Do you have any uh, observations in the kids and family world with advertising and, and even specifically kids side of podcasts? Not, uh, not directly. I, I, th I, I could be wrong. Somebody yell at me if I am. I think it's still illegal to market to kids under a certain age. So what you see is these shows for kids have ads for the parents. Uh, and so that's, that's what we see a lot uh, is, is you, know, uh, you know, kind of the, the way around. Are you able to um, calculate CPMs? I mean, it seems like it would be yeah. an obvious... So we, we do, like, when you look at, like, the spend data we've got here, uh, you know, the, the spend data is driven by uh, our model, which incorporates CPM. Um, so we have a model that estimates CPM. Um, however, it's not something that we currently publish, and that's simply because in the market, CPMs vary so widely. So we try to base everything in reality, right? So I try it to tie it to rate card, but um, the, uh, the reality is that can vary pretty widely and, uh, from, from what an IO ends up being written as. Great question. Uh, so yeah, the question was like, do we uh, include internal cross promos in some of this data? And the answer is, uh, it, it's it's buried in the footnotes um, where all the best information is. Uh, so most of these slides, we do try to strip out uh, pro podcast cross promos. Um, in some slides, you know, we incorporate them because if you think about like. Um, pod, podcast ads on podcasts, right? That is kind of impacting the listener experience from an ad load perspective, ad load. which is why we include it there. Um, but in other aspects, we pull it out. Why is the mid-roll, uh, here in the back, why is the mid-roll more valuable than the pre-roll? Certainly not saying it is. 
saying that that's traditionally been the, the belief of the marketplace and, and they place more value on it and charge more for it. Yeah, I think another way to think about it is like we're observing what's happening, and what's happening is that like a there's a trend where the mid roll is becoming a little less common, but b uh, like the mid roll by far is like what 55, 60 percent of ads that we pick up and cons pretty consistently. I, I think I think the again this is anecdotal. I think the perception is that a mid roll is in content, and in content leads to less ad skipping. Um, we don't have data on ad skipping, so I can't really comment on it. But I think that's the perception. Should also point out that like mid rolls and pre rolls definitions matter, uh, and yeah. so in this case, our definition for uh, a mid and pre uh, pre is the first ten percent of an episode and ad that occurs in the first ten percent. You know, mid is like that ten to ninety band, and then post is ten, you know, ninety plus of so that last ten percent. Um, seen plenty of examples where folks are arguing that like you know five minutes of content and then an ad that should be considered a, a you know a mid roll um, when you know that may or may not make sense based on our methodology. So just keep that in mind as you look at this versus how you think about how you tackle the world. Do you have the capability to differentiate a targeted ad or programmatic versus like a direct buy on a show? It's a good question, and um, we're, we're, we're kind of crawl, walk, running there. So right now, inside of our platform, we'll tell you if it was a produced or a host read. And if you combine that with just doing a little research like, hey, did we find two ads or 25 ads for this brand? So if it was produced and we found two, pretty sure that was programmatic, right? Um, but that, those are the, some of the signals that we're thinking about. We actually just had a company offsite, and uh, one of the main topics was kind of building out those muscles a little bit further because it's becoming more and more prevalent. And what do they say? Like less than 8% of the marketplace last year was trans transacted that way. And uh, um, uh, from what we're seeing, we're guessing that that number is going to be a, a bit higher this year. So uh, it's definitely something we're, we're working on. You can fake your way to the answer today, and we'll have more, more complete answers in the coming months. Anybody else have any questions? getting some of that business. But I was curious if you had any information on spend for that, for that category. For sports betting? Yeah, for sports betting. We do. Uh, uh, not in this presentation, but that is a category that we track separately and available at Magellan.ai. Thank you. Yeah. Also something that we do publish top spender reports regularly, so you could probably check out our quarterly benchmark report for some of that too. Understanding full well, this is not a sales pitch. Um, outside of the United States, what data do you have available? <laughs> uh, glad you asked. Um, <laughs> your, your check is in the mail. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so in the, outside the US, the so US is the only market where we currently publish spend. Uh, well, except for Australia, I should say. And when I say publish spend, I mean publish spend in the actual platform um, at the granular level where you can pull up a podcast advertiser and see like month over month how much they're spending in dollar amounts. Um, in Australia, we track spend, uh, but we publish it you know, once a quarter. Um, you know, we have a little bit less sampling in international markets, but ultimately, uh, and that's just because like the size, there's a lot less activity in those markets um, in some cases based on the number of podcasts. So we just don't need to track as many podcasts. Um, but a lot of the same data points are available, like things like the, at the core ad detection, right? Start time, end time of ads, you know, brand names that are running, you know, the taxonomy of like, how does that roll up into an advertiser? Um, how does that break out in terms of genre? So a lot of the same data that you see here is also available in international markets. 
markets, with the exception of spend being kind of the asterisk. And creative. We uh, every market we're in, we every ad we've ever sampled is available. There's over five million of them just in the U.S. Uh, to, to be listened to. Anybody else? Awesome. Well, we'll give you 12 minutes back. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.